For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals show with Solomon Wilcox and Adam Pacman Jones. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Believe in Bengal podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. Adam Pacman Jones, Solomon Wilcox. Hey, we're coming off the week 18 season finale where the Cincinnati Bengals, Adam, wins the AFC North division title. But the second consecutive season is the first time it's ever happened in franchise history. I give our head coach, Zach Taylor, a lot of credit for this one. His leadership has been phenomenal. Want to get your thoughts on Sunday's game, winning the division, and where do we go from here? Oh, it's a great day to be a bingo. Uh, That's right. And, That's right. And speaking of Zach, yes. I, I And we I was having this conversation with someone earlier about um, Mr. Brown um, going on the edge and hiring Zach. You know, I remember Zach when he was at UC. Zach was at UC, boom, goes and and, and goes down to Florida, then all of a sudden the head coach. But we was talking about is it is it a, is it uh is it proven now that the 40 and under coaches have a, a, a more relationship with the with the players? I don't know. I think Zach Zach is done a great job of getting everybody on the same page and playing on the same level. He's obviously got to be a player coach for guys to be coming up to him. You know, it looked like they're having a lot of fun. I've talked to a lot of guys over there. They say he's a player coach. Um, I remember we was having this course, these conversation, how would the Bengals end the season? Um, me and you solid about eight weeks ago, you know, everybody, nobody would, would have thought they would have been 14 and three, uh, except me and you. That's what we picked. Well, uh, they're well, twelve. They're yeah, they're the twelve and four, because um, they remember they played one game shorter. But here's the key: yeah. um, at the end of the day, this is a team that's won eight in a row. They finished off the regular season winning eight straight games. They won ten of their last eleven games after getting off to a very slow start in September. Obviously, our quarterback was coming off an appendectomy surgery. But I think the leadership of Zach Taylor really showed up last week in the light of what happened with DeMar Hamlin in the Monday night game. Um, If you would have told um, Zach Taylor that, hey, when we walk off the field, we're going to postpone this game and it's going to be to your detriment. In fact, you're going to win all these games. But if you don't beat the Ravens in the very last game, we're going to you can win the division, but we still going to flip a coin to see if you get to host that game or not. And that's where the players of the coaches were really hot. You saw Joe Mixon flip a coin after his touchdown and kick the coin out of the stadium. But what Zach Taylor did, he didn't whine. He didn't complain. Neither did the players. You know what they did? They rolled up their sleeves and say, all right, NFL, that's how you're going to do it. You're going to make us go out and beat this team with their third-string quarterback just to get a home game in the wild card round. And that's exactly what they went out and did. Zach Taylor didn't let anybody hang their heads. The players are mature enough to handle that. I thought they played great, but I think it speaks to what this team is really about. 
speaks to what the head coach is really about. Yeah, and I'm I'm so happy we won that game, bro. Uh, because you know, if it's even better that you win it outright without a flip of a coin, that's right, or that's anything right. like that. You know, we're the champs. We we're back to back champs. First time in Bengals what history? I think they said. Yeah, two, it's the first time in history. Back to back, back to back, AFC North division titles. Yeah, yeah. So um, I had a chance to win one of those one year, and and where the heck I think we was partners in a year after that but man this is good this is good for the city um i'm excited um i i can't wait i'm waiting for playoffs we, we might have to go to this one solly oh ain't no doubt hey think about this you know um in light of the, when everything was going down in that monday night game because it's clear that coach taylor wasn't happy with the way that they went out and did it by virtue of postponing or excuse me really canceling the game yeah. They said that nothing in the game counts. Like the touchdown by Tyler Boyd, it, it's like it never happened. No stats? Or nothing? So no stats, nothing. The NFL said that game never even mattered. They're not going to make up the game. And so by virtue of the fact that we're 12-4, and four, the Cincinnati Bengals have no way of hosting the AFC Championship game unless both the Kansas City uh, Bills and the Buffalo Bills lose. But we had no, going into the last game, we had no way of winning a number one seed. Prior to that day on Monday night, we had everything out in front of us. And uh, what I loved about Zach Taylor is that he didn't try to negotiate in that moment. When DeMar Hamlin had been rushed off to the hospital, he didn't try to barter with Sean McDermott and say, look, do you want to take this one as a forfeit? Um, hey, we want to finish the game, so you sure you don't want to? He did. He could have tried to use that moment to negotiate something better for the team, and maybe it would have worked out where they would have ended up with a better seat or whatever. But he really did. I think everyone put the kid first. They put the Buffalo Bills' um, needs and desires before their own. And um, I'm telling you right now today, and I've always respected Zach Taylor because I thought he's a good coach, but I think everyone now sees that we have ourselves a good coach as our head coach here at the Bengals. Uh yeah, and not not only only Zach on, on that that the way they handled that man, um, the whole organization, um, to the team, starting with the head coach to the players to the trainers, um, even to the fans. Um, our fans have been down at the hospital every day. I had a chance. I was actually yeah. out of town, and I had a chance to ride back by there. You know, when I got back, because I just wanted, to, you know, hopefully, let them feel some of the energy. You know that everybody mm -hmm. was was going through but um yeah um the city and our team and everybody around here have showed nothing but tremendous support and respect um so shout out to cincinnati man we did a hell of a job listen there's no doubt i want to give a shout out to our very own uh jeff ruby of ruby steakhouse who went down there he brought dinners uh to the family to the hamlin family he fed them and we all know that's some good eating man so uh, kudos to the Ruby family uh, for all that they've done for this city and for standing up and really just opening their doors to the Hamlin family while they were at the hospital. Um, and while DeMar was fighting for his life, uh, he stepped up and was really able to be helpful in supporting and comforting them. I want to thank uh, the NFLPA alumni uh, chapter here in Cincinnati, former players um, who went down there and made sure that the family had toiletries and had a lot of the things that they needed 
Um, remember, they don't live here in, in Cincinnati. They drove all the way from Pittsburgh to be by uh, the son of DeMar Hamlin. And so a lot of those essential things that were needed, uh, many of the former players of the NFL Players Association, the alumni chapter here in Cincinnati, were able to provide those things. All right, we're going to take a break. Adam, when we come back, we're going to be joined by our Performer of the Week. That's right, the guy who made it happen, Week 18. I'm going to say it like this. He literally, it was like taking candy from a baby because he stole the ball from the Baltimore Ravens. We'll be back with more of the Believe in Beagle podcast delivered by 828 Logistics when we come back after this. Uh, Adam Backman Jones, we got ourselves a very special guest. And he is our performer of the week, week 18, as the Bengals take down the Baltimore Ravens. He's got a way of coming up with the football, and everybody loves him here in the Queen City. Cincinnati Bengals free safety, Jesse Bates in the house. Jesse, how you doing today? Yo, what up, fellas? I'm doing well, man. You know, just, you know, another day in the office. Uh, enjoy that victory last night. Celebrate a little bit with my family, uh, some of the teammates, and then get right back to work. Um, you know, we got to... A home game again here in Cincinnati. You know, that's always special, uh, not just, you know, to the organization, but to the whole city. So um, hopefully our fans can go out there and you know, show out uh, once again. What up, Jess? First of all, I want to say thank you for joining me inside. Right, you know, you already hey, know. Your new name is Big 30, all right? <laughs> Big 30, man. The, the way the way you playing, bro, we got to put Big 30 on there. You know what I'm saying? The way, the way you ripped that ball out of there this week? We'll, yeah. we'll get into it, but Big 30, man. We appreciate you for coming on the show. Absolutely, man. Uh, just tell us what it's like. And, you know, I've always said this about you. You're one of the foundational guys to this organization. Um, it's not easy to turn around a team that had struggled and then to go in and win two back-to-back -back AFC North division titles in the same division with the Ravens and the Steelers. You and I both know that's just no small happening. So, Help us understand how you guys got it done two years in a row, Jesse. Yeah. Um, you know, the first year, uh, you, you kind of think about, um, you know, the way we started. It, it felt like we were kind of like the underdogs the whole way, um, stepping up. And then, you know, this year starting off with the 0-2 start, I feel like a lot of people were questioning um, what we were about. You know, was that a fluke and stuff like that, but. Uh, one thing I think that we did well in this locker room was, you know, you've never seen anybody point any type of fingers, um, no type of palms up on the field. Um, it was just always um, a consistent goal, a consistent mindset that we was going to get better each and every week. Um, you know, to, to end the season 8-0, see, that's, that's hard to do uh, when you play the teams that we did. And uh, now, sure, we got, we, got the, we got the Ravens coming back in town. Um, you know, all that stuff during the regular season don't really matter anymore because it's winter yeah. go home today. Um, speaking of that, y'all was on too. Y'all did win eight of the last game. Tell us about how, how Zach kept you guys all on the same page and um getting through this week too. I mean last week. Um, how did he get you guys focused to play this week? What was his message um for this week and moving forward? Yeah, Zach Zach do a good job, man. He he he's been um, in the same chairs that we that we're in now, so he understands. You know, what I'm saying, take care of our bodies. Um, knowing when to, uh, we had a couple short weeks, he knows how to go into there with, with the walkthroughs. Um, very detailed um, in everything that we do. Um, you know, anytime you have a good team, obviously you got to have a great coaching staff, and uh, that goes with Coach Lou, uh, Zach, everybody on our coaching staff. I mean, it's a lot of experience, a lot of, um, like I said, experience, seeing a lot of football. So. 
Um, I think they got the right mindset and gives our players, um, people in the locker room, confidence to go out there and execute the game plan. Hey, Jesse, how, how important was it, man, after hearing from the league last week? Because, I man, I thought you guys were going to end up with that number one seed. The way you guys were rolling as one of the hottest teams in this league. But it seemed like that opportunity was taken away from you guys with the decisions they made. But guys like yourself, leaders like yourself, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, how important was it that you guys – Except what came down the pike, you just went out and played. I didn't see any complaining or whining or whatever. How important was it that you guys handle that the right way to go roll up your sleeves and just go back to work? Yeah. Um, you know, anytime you got a team that's, you know, on a hot streak and then you go in the locker room before the game, you see the inactive list and you see, the, you know, certain guys not playing. Uh, a lot of people um, in this league will back down. They act like they're not playing either. Um, but I think our, our guys did a really good job just coming in and just taking care of business. Um, obviously, there is stuff to clean up on the tape, but at the end of the day, anytime you win um, in this league, it's hard to do, uh, whether that's against the backups. Um, you see uh, upsets all the time. Yeah. Um, I think we did a really good job of just staying focused. Um, and then you even got Joe Mix with the celebration with the coin flip. So <laughs> you know, we had a little fun with, the, uh, with all the stuff that was going on last week. Um, so, yeah, man, we're good. Speaking of fun, uh, playing with Joe Burrows, bro. Tell us one funny, some funny about him, bro. It's it's it seems amazing the things that he's doing. Tell tell the people because I know you know we got a lot of people on here. They want to know something about Joe. Can you give him some? Yeah, man. It's Joe. Joe is uh, he he like a brother to me, man. It's it's just that that bond, that connection that we that we got. Um, anytime that. That that kind of connection gets spread throughout the whole locker room, and when it's your quarterback, um, that's you know what I'm saying it's it's easy to go into work um, having that belief that we're gonna get the job done. But uh, a story shoot, I mean, you could talk about yesterday. Um, you never really see the quarterback handing out cigars around the whole locker room. <laughs> yeah, that, that should kind of just tell you that's one example right there. What kind of uh, you know quarterback that we got here in Cincinnati? So. Uh, I always tell people I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a dead body in that man basement, man. That boy, <laughs> that boy a killer. That boy a killer. Hey, uh, I I was thinking about Muhammad Ali. We were talking about uh, Joe Burrow on the show on Sirius X and Field Radio. It's kind of like when Ali used to walk in the gym and say, "I'm knocking out all bums." It's like it's like Joe Burrow ain't leaving nothing. I mean, he taking out everybody, and you just gotta love that attitude. Tell me about. Uh, the game you had uh, on on Sunday, man, you you just do such an excellent job of understanding what quarterbacks are doing, where they want to go with the ball. You can read um, offenses, their formations, and just have this great sense. That's why you got 14 career picks in just a short time in the league. You came up uh, with four already this season. Just kind of talk to us about um, the way that you approach that game, man. And listen, when a guy is running the ball like Sammy Watkins, Show him some respect. You can't take the ball from him like taking candy from a baby. Yeah, man. Shoot. I mean, <laughs> I feel like as a defense, that's what we kind of uh, created as our standard. Man. You see uh, every level. Every level you see everybody punching at the ball. Uh, you you go back and look at all those games throughout the season where uh, you see Von Bell punch the ball out in New England. Right. You see Pratt grab the ball in uh, Kansas City. So wow. it's just a standard, I feel like, that we've kind of, as players, taken – um, advantage of just anytime we get an opportunity, try to strip out the ball, get the ball back um, to number nine, and uh, good things going to happen. So, uh, like you said, anytime 
you know, you in an open field like that, you never really think about stripping the ball. But, um, you know, we had our, our defensive guys, they was running to the ball um, after Cam gave up the back shoulder. Um, and we got the ball out. Uh, I was just in that situation. So happy I was able to get that opportunity. Um, but, yeah, that's hey. just the, like I said, that we've created here in Cincinnati. Hey, before you check out of here, I want to ask you one other question. I love the approach that Zach took as far as the preseason to now. You guys look so fresh. Do you think that approach that he took early on in the season is the reason why y'all so fresh toward the playoffs right now and toward the end of the season, at the end uh, of the season? Like I said, Zach, Zach know, um, know what we're feeling, know what kind of conversations are being um, had in the, in the locker room. So, uh, yeah, like you said, you know, throughout the preseason, uh, he knows when we're when we're getting good work. He communicates when it's live, communicates when it's not live. So there's no uh, gray area there as to you know when it's time to turn it on. So it's you know it's easy to play for a coach um, that has a respect for the game, respect for the players, um, and, and the type of work that we do. So uh, like you said, Pac, I mean, anytime you got a coach like that that want to take care of you, uh, take care of the players, you know, take some days off. Um, but mentally uh, stay focused in the game plan. I mean, it's, it's easy to play for, play hard for a coach like that. So uh, much respect to Zach. So. Hey, Jesse, uh, one more question before we let you go. We appreciate you taking the time. Um, Baltimore Ravens, with Lamar Jackson, without Lamar Jackson. You guys are going to play him for the second week in a row. This is the first time that the Bengals and Ravens have ever met in the postseason. Um, he didn't play in the Week 18 game. Um, there's a chance he could play this week. Give us an idea of, of what they're like with him, what they're like without him, and uh, what's got to take place in order for us uh, to come out of here with a win. Yeah. Um, you know, anytime you you face against, uh, you know, MVP of the league, uh, I feel like that kind of gets me going a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, gets me a little hype. Uh, but obviously, like I said, anytime you play somebody like that, caliber uh, obviously it's going to be a different game um him being able to touch the ball every snap getting outside the pocket uh, making plays with his feet and his arm um, I think that's something that's completely different obviously you can't really practice um and try to uh try to game plan for it throughout practice but I mean we we faced them enough uh we're very familiar with each other um and sure we, we're gonna have to throw down here in Cincinnati uh it's a night game too Sunday Sunday night, everybody's tell watching. Tell the city to come out, man. It's going, it's going to be a good time for us. Yeah, we got to have Paycor Stadium rocking, Cincinnati rocking. Bengals fans. Who they? <laughs> Jesse Bates, free safety, Cincinnati Bengals. This is the Big guy that I'm telling you, man, he's like a cat burglar. Uh, if the ball's in the air, it belongs to him. Big 30, Jesse Bates. Appreciate you joining us, man. We greatly appreciate it. We'll catch you down the road. We'll be back with more of the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics right here on Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Valley Sports, Ohio. Uh, Joe Burrow began the game against the Baltimore Ravens, completing five of his first five passes. And then 
A couple got away from him. I thought he had T. Higgins down the sideline. Could have been a touchdown. Came back on a few plays later, and then sticks one into Jamar Chase. Um, I'll give Joe Burrow credit. Uh, this is a guy that set a new franchise record with 35 touchdown passes this season. He has 23 straight games with a touchdown pass. And, oh, by the way, he played in fewer games than any other quarterback in the season. Like, they don't get to play their 17th game. And, and I, I think he would have broke even more records. Yeah, so so do we get to add a, one on there? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know how this goes. I don't know how this is going to go for the history book, Sally. I'm it's, it's totally out. confused. It's gone. It's never so, coming back. <laughs> well, he will always hold the record for, uh, what, seven? how many games we played this year? We supposed to have. It's, it's 16 games. We yeah, supposed to play 17. Yeah. But he so, holds the record. He broke his own record. So it's his own record. He set that record two years in a row. This time, 35 touchdown passes on the season. Yeah, Joe special, man. He was only 24 for 42, but the work, like you said, a couple balls got away from him. But, man, he's special, man. Um, The ball that he, he threw the chase down there for the touchdown, um, he moved the ball all the way around. It was seven, eight guys that had over 50. I mean, one, two, three, four, yard, four guys that had over 50 yards. So um, he's getting the ball around. But if you if you have an off day, let's, let's have it that – uh, last week, because this week, uh, I, I'm I'm just so eager to to see what the performance that the Bengals have. I sent the message that uh, uh um the linebacker to every Bengals player and they DM. I want y'all to see this. This how they talk. This this is who they think running um uh, this round here. They ain't running them round here. We running this. I like it. I like it. Of course, you can clue us in. Tell us what you said. What was uh, said. Oh well, you haven't seen um the uh the article of uh what's the boy name on ESPN? I can't even think his damn name off the top of my head. Uh, my phone just died too. Um, William uh William what's it? Uh, I can't think his name. When he was saying that Joe Burrow come to the Ravens, trying to run the score up, bum 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 bum. He put a target on his head. That was what he said last year. This year he was trying to say it was T Higgins' fault for the hit. Oh Bart Scott. Bart Scott. I couldn't think his damn name. That's it is. Bart Scott. We so, ain't Bart Scott, man. Hey, but man. you know, it's just a little fuel in the fire against the Ravens. You know what I mean? It's hey man. Look, the AFC North division is so always going to be heated. And, uh, the Steelers you know, right. sometimes you say it ain't personal. This is just business. No, it's personal. Personal. It's personal. Anytime Bengals playing the Steelers, anytime Bengals playing the Ravens, anytime Bengals playing the Browns, it's personal and it's business. Both simultaneously. And in so much, I'm going to just tell you this. Luana Romo got his fingerprints all over this thing, too. Because four takeaways that turned into 21 points. They uh Trey, Trey Hendrickson just grown man. Grown Went man. in and just took the ball from him and gave the deep, got the, a touchdown with the offense still sitting on the sideline. I love what Joe Burrow said. He said, look, our defense took over. This one belongs to them. And it I thought on Sunday, the defense, Jesse Bates, of course, who joined us here on the show, uh, coming up with a key interception. Uh, it was just one play after another. A couple of interceptions, a couple of fumbles. Uh, Jesse Bates gets the rip from uh, Sammy Watkins at the end of the game. Game still hanging in the balance, but he put it away with that takeaway.
and I think Lou did a great job too, because he didn't show too much of nothing um this week. You know, they played cover two, a little uh cover three, and a couple plays a quarter and two jams. So I'm eager to see his game plan. We already know what how Lou is uh so good at strategically planning things. Um to me, he's by far this year, he's the best defensive coordinator in the league. He's definitely of the the time he's been in here, top five. So I'm eager to see how we how we do. I have no doubt. In fact, let's take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the upcoming game against the Baltimore Ravens. That is the wild card round of the playoffs. And also talk to you about what's taking place around the NFL because these job openings elsewhere could mean some of our guys could get poached with the way the Cincinnati Bengals, two-time AFC defending champions, are rolling up through here. We're back on the Believe in Bingo podcast, delivered by 828 Logistics on Valley Sports, Ohio. Adam, we're going into this wild card round against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not going to ask who wins and why. I'm just going to ask you, why are the Bengals going to win this game? Because the Bengals, the Bengals run the AFC North. That's why. Everything come through us. Everything, everything. Joe Burrow. Hey, man, look, we back-to-back uh, -back weeks, we lost our uh, right tackle in Lyle Collins. Looks like we're going to be possibly without our right guard, Alex Kappa. I'm going to need some offensive linemen to step up, okay? Jackson Carmen, I'm going to need you to step up, bro. I'm going to need some other guys, uh, Akeem Adenaje, need you to step up. We need you, baby. We need you. Big old nation need the offensive line to step up for Joe Burrow. We're going to win this game, man, because we got great defense. We know how to turn the ball over. We know how to put pressure on the opposing quarterback. We play complementary football. And Joe Burrow, at the end of the day, baby, he's ready to slice and dice. I respect the Baltimore Ravens defense. They're one of the best in the NFL. We didn't show them everything. They didn't show us everything. I do think they had us kind of dialed in on our little bubble screens to the flat, though. They had everybody over there, man. That was crazy. But then guess what? They went chasing it one time, and we got Higgins wide open down the field. We got a hit on that. Yeah. So that's why we're going to win. Uh, but also, man, around the NFL, Adam, I want to get you to weigh on this. Woke up on Monday morning, Lovey Smith already fired uh, as the Houston Texans head coach. Um, Cliff Kingsbury out after four seasons with the Arizona Cardinals. He was there. He had Kyler Murray there. He's gone now. Uh, we know that Steve Wilkes, the interim coach, took over um, in Carolina. That's a job opening, as well as in Denver. They're said to be courting with Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh, the head coach at the University of Michigan. What do you make of all of this? What stands out the most to you? I don't know. As a coach, do I want the Arizona job or the Denver job? Because those two quarterbacks are not going nowhere. So that's how I'm looking at it. If I'm Arizona, do I think Kyler Murray had the twos to win? I don't know, Sally. I don't know. Like, his feet is not good as Lamar. It don't look like he can see over the pocket. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of skeptical to take that job, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Denver, I, as bad as Russ is, I, I think Russ, if he get the right coach, offensive coordinator, that might, might can turn around. Carolina? Who knows? They should. Anybody could be a coach there from what they're telling us. Um, 
I don't know. Harbaugh, I, if Harbaugh take a job, I like him either at Denver or, or Arizona. But do we, do we think he can work with Kyler? That remains to be seen uh, if he takes the Arizona job. Denver is the one who's who's courting Coach Harbaugh right now, so he would be working with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has a 10-year record in this league of doing very well. I still think he has some good years ahead of him. I always say um, good players cannot overcome bad coaches. If you give a player, he could be as good as he want to be, but if you give him a plan that's bad, he's going to look at that thing and say, Coach, what you want me to do with this? I can't, <laughs> I can't make that work, bro. You got us playing the wrong coverages. You got us checking to the wrong play. Look, I'm not throwing casting aspersions at Cliff Kingsbury. I'm just saying any that's any um, any player. You just can't overcome bad coaches. I think I think good coaches can overcome bad players because they ain't gonna have them do something that they cannot do. Um, as for Cliff Kingsbury, I think he just signed a new contract ten months ago. He's well paid. He'll be okay. I think Arizona has the right to move on because. Uh, things went backwards this year, and that was a team that when you look at how the Rams, they were bothered by injuries. There's no way they were going to repeat as Super Bowl champions. Now, the 49ers are still strong. Seattle came out of nowhere to make the playoffs. In Arizona, you were nowhere to be found in the mix. So they are going backwards. They're moving one way when they should be moving forward. The Houston Texans, they fired Lovey Smith after one year. It's the second year in a row the Houston Texans has fired the coach after one year. You know why? Because both coaches were brought in as a sham. I do not think that the hiring of Dave Cully for one year was legitimate. I don't think that they wanted him to turn around and be successful. I do not think that one year uh, that Lovey Smith was given the job um, that uh, he was brought in to be successful and turn it around. It was a stopgap measure. And so you know what he decided to do, Adam? He decided to win the final game of the uh, 2022 season. Because had he lost it, the Texans would have got the first overall pick in next year's draft. He went out and won it. And they promptly walked him into a room and said, you know what? You're fired. Now, he knew he was getting fired anyway. So he said, well, I'm not leaving you with the first overall pick. I'm winning this game because that's what we do in this league. You can't get any self-respecting coach or self-respecting 53 guys in the locker room to throw a game just to get a draft pick. Not in my locker room, you can't. Mine either. Hell no. No, we play for the name on the back of our jersey, not for that's the right. front name right. on the front of the jersey. Now, we are a unit, and that's put us together. That's why we represent that bingo. But we play for that name on the back of our jersey. You know what I mean? So I'm with playing hard. I'm with um, leaving your mark. And I, I truly feel like karma is a motherfucker. When you do stuff like that, either end up getting hurt or something else happens. So play hard, man. This is a privilege to play this game. Um, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of people would give probably their whole left hand to dress up on a Sunday, man. It's a bad mojo yeah. going on in Houston. 12-plus uh, losses for three straight years. Everybody wanted out. DeAndre Hopkins wanted out. J.J. Watt wanted out. Okay, Deshaun Watson wanted out. Mm. Over the last two years, you check it, they've signed more players to one-year contracts than any other team in the league over the last two offseasons. They're not building. They're doing something. It's unrecognizable to me, so I can't clearly oh. define what they're doing. I know what they're not doing. 
trying not to win. Trying, they're not trying to win. So good luck, Houston, Texas, with that. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, that Ponzi scheme. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's some Bernie Madoff, bro. Y'all have to. That's Bernie Madoff. If I've ever seen it. All right, Adam. Hey, man, it's been a great show. Hey, everyone, stick around. It's been great. Go Bengals. Who they nation? We got to win it this week because we want to be right back here at Valley Sports Ohio going into the divisional round of the playoffs. We want to thank you for joining us right here on the Believe in Bingo podcast, delivered by 828 Logistics on Valley Sports Ohio. We'll see you next week, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.